So hey everyone, I'm here with Glenn Marsden, who is the uh, creator of the Imperfect Imperfect campaign, which started as a series of photographs, um, but now is extending to the point where, you know, we're looking at things like podcasts, uh, podcasts, t-shirts, going international. And yeah, and this is really just, I, I guess, one of the first um, branches outward from photography and, yeah. and we're going to give it a go. So when you do this, <laughs> yeah, totally. So, yeah, we're just going to go through and, and talk about some stuff. What, what do you feel like talking about today? Um, we can talk about where it stemmed from if you want and what actually initially came and find out why you was drawn to the projects and uh, what you thought about it initially. Uh, so, look, for me, yeah. personally, uh, it's it, it came to me as this real underground thing that I saw on Instagram. All yeah. of a sudden, I saw this, uh, this photo of someone who looked distraught yeah. and... It's so funny because in the newsfeed on Instagram, it's always, you know, either someone with like a 12 pack or a girl in a bikini or, you know, people just like having the best time. Yeah. But this photo stood out. I literally just saw it in the newsfeed. I didn't even know who the person was. Yeah. Um, it was just someone who was just really raw and obviously quite down. Yeah. Uh, and I remember seeing that and thinking, wow, this is great. I think I liked the photo or something. Yeah. Um, Next thing you know, you'd spoken to me via yep. uh, inbox. <laughs> Reach out. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And I mean, you know, the rest is, you know, not to use a cliche, but it's kind of history. Well, it's been chronicled. Yeah. Now it's in yeah. the paper. It is, quite literally. And yeah. I mean, it's gone so fast. I mean, it stemmed from only a month, guys. So three and a half weeks to, I think we're just under under a month now, it's been. Um, and the progression and the spotlight, I. I can't thank guys like this enough, Julian, um, I mean, Jonathan Moran, Laura Dundervik, Erin Holland, um, Michelle Stevenson, I can't thank her enough. So many people in, in such a short amount of time. Rebecca Gibney. Rebecca Gibney, I mean, reaching out to Rebecca, I never thought in a million years she'd actually, with her schedule, being in New Zealand and flying all over filming, I never thought she'd reach out, but it was something she's obviously a huge advocate for, so, yeah. Well, I mean, that kind of leads me to my next question. Yeah. Uh, so you mentioned Jonathan Moran, so that's J-Mo, um, one of the head writers of the Daily Telegraph. Now, what interests me is, how did you get J-Mo on board? Yeah. So literally, I'm well aware of J-Mo and what he's done and his, his background in journalism. Um, and the thing is, he's there and he's always doing a story on somebody else and he's nobody knows the real him. So I literally, the whole campaign, guys, has been human connections. So there's been no charity, no organization behind it. It's, it's purely been me reaching out to you guys, see if in, it was something that you was an advocate for. And like the same with JMO, as I was saying, he takes so many pictures, writes incredible stories about people in the press, but who knows the real JMO? So I literally sent him a direct message. Um, he saw it. It turns out he's actually a huge advocate for mental health. Um, and he was well behind it. Wow. So did you know that when your two-page spread in, yeah. the, uh, in the Daily Telegraph, did you know that JMO was going to go into detail about his own experience, about his own plot? No. And I mean, I spoke to him afterwards. Yeah. Um, and... He was overwhelmed with the response he was getting from people who were reaching out from his past. His his work just didn't know the in depth, obviously, how deep his story actually went. So as he as he spoke out, it sent more people to actually open up as well. So how did that feel for you, knowing that you'd actually 
prompted someone to then, you know, someone of profile yep. to go into their own story. How did that feel for you? Amazing. Uh, to be honest with you, I started this campaign and it was all about getting a reaction from one person. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it stemmed from hearing about an old friend, like you'll have seen it in the press at the moment. It stemmed from hearing about an old friend who'd taken his life. Um, social media, as you say, we see people with a six pack. We see people looking pretty all the time, filtered lives. Mm. It is a flawed reality, guys. And I just wanted to portray pretty much that people like Julian, you, you work all the time. I'll flip it on you. You work all the time as an actor. When the gigs are there, it's great, I presume. Yeah. When the gigs aren't there, people don't see the content because it doesn't go on Instagram. They don't see that everyone has to get a day job sometimes just to keep going. And it, it is a flawed reality, isn't it? Of a, a five-minute snippet of what you think is a a glamorous lifestyle. Multiplied by about a million. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and you're right. You know, what a lot of people don't see um, is, you know, what, what's going on behind the scenes. So people see you when you're all dolled up, when you look great, um, you know, when you've got something positive to talk about, which is, you know, more likely, you know, a big show or a big film. So people see you talking about that. Yeah. And it's just this, you know, this natural high, you know, it's, it's amazing. You feel like you've got this big purpose. Yeah. Um, but oftentimes once, once your thing's done, yeah. you know, the next thing comes in and you kind of have this, uh, you know, this return to normality, shall we say. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's, it's almost like your normality has been tainted. Um, but actually I, I have a question for you just yeah. on what you were saying. So you said you, you know, you, you just wanted feedback from one person, right? Yeah. So throughout the social media campaign, you know, mostly Instagram in your case, yeah. Has there been much of an outreach from the people at home, from, you know, for people who, who are, I guess, you know, not in the photos, the people yeah. who are the fans of, of the, you know, of the profile people that you normally, you know, would shoot? Have you had anyone? Yeah. I mean, if you look on the Instagram profile at the moment, guys, I'm trying to put all the support messages that are coming through. I mean, people that are reaching out from my past, um, I mean, the Barnsley Chronicle, that's my local town. I've not lived there for ooh, 12 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually wrote a story and run it. Um, and it was through friends that had seen it, who had passed it on and, and it just went there. So the outpouring of support from my hometown that I've not lived for 12 years has been amazing. Um, but in, in general, the response, the messages, I mean, I sent you guys a couple of, of messages, short messages, just to see the impact because guys, I might have started this campaign, but if it wasn't for people like Julian and the profiles, like I say, it's, it's one team. It's a community thing. Um, and I'm going to say to the end when people are going to say, Glenn, you've done such an awesome job. If it wasn't for people like these guys, I mean, you've got the profiles. Um, little old me, photographer with a vision. Uh, that's one thing, guys. But um, getting these mugs onto it um, has really helped it as well, which growing something that's gone viral within four years, uh, four, a month, a four weeks, should I say, is due to his all. Well, look, likewise, yeah. you know, I'll go and flip it again and I'll say, without <laughs> the people at home yeah. sharing the photos, exactly. you know, liking the photos, commenting and actually engaging, yeah. you know, neither of us would be in a position where we're talking about it. No. So, I'm truly grateful. Yeah. Truly. I mean, you know, that's the main thing is that people are responding to this, you know? Yeah. yeah. They're even, they're, they're writing things. I've seen some of the stuff that people have written in the comments, you know, yeah. people are sharing. Yeah. In a public forum. Yeah. You know, that's that's enlightening kind of stuff. And I think it's like it stemmed from okay, I'll ask you a question. Like, yeah. like you were saying a little bit, 
what did you think when you saw that image first? I know you said there was a bit of compassion, you saw someone looking vulnerable. What, what was your initial thought when you saw it? Besides shock, yeah. uh, I, I just found it really relatable. Yeah. Because I myself was going through you know, a bit of a tough time. Yeah. And you're right, you get caught scrolling through Instagram. You do. And you're seeing all this you know, hyper, hyper positive stuff um, that's all really materialistic. Yeah. And I just saw that and it kind of stopped me in my tracks and I, I felt like I wasn't alone. Yeah. I felt for a second that, um, yeah, that, that, oh, okay. Yep. There are other people out there <laughs> who are probably feeling the same, if not worse. Yeah. And it, it pushed me. Yep. This is what pushed me to, to respond to you straight away because I knew that the headspace that I was in. Yeah would, you know, pertain to some more on shots, you know, when we did it. So when I got, when I got there to the shoot, I remember just saying to you, man, just shoot, I'm ready to go. Yeah. Cause I was already in that, you know, that headspace. There wasn't really much acting required. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, I just, it kind of blown away. Yeah. Um, but that leads me to my next question <laughs> and that's your photo style. So your yeah. style of photography, right? Yeah. We're so used to the glamorized, glorified, um, very plastic looking photography, yep. you know, very candy, you know, we're so used to that on Instagram. Yours seems quite harsh, um, yeah. honest, yeah. even. Can you go into detail about, you know, your... I mean, to be honest with you, it's been my style for a long time. And if anyone goes to my personal Instagram photography page, yep. you will see there was a time where I did a lot of this style mm -hmm. and then suddenly got to kind of the relatable... The, the pretty stuff, um, as I will say, and it was basically due to the market demand. Yeah. That's what people was wanting. Mm -hmm. I've got a background in fitness, so a lot of people was wanting the pretty things. Yeah. To be honest with you, it wasn't something that was pleasing to myself. It wasn't something that I was passionate about. And I think if you scroll through my feed or you ever look at my photography, there's there's a vision there that obviously wants to tell a story. Yeah. Um, and that, personally, I see myself more as an, as an artist um, who tells a story through a visual medium. Mm -hmm. I mean, just like a director would or a visionary through film, mm -hmm. I prefer the concept of doing it through a picture. If one single image can resonate like these have done with people, mm. that, that's kind of my style. And one that I've learned as I've moved forward, and especially with this project itself, that it's actually resonating with people. Yep. So as much as people in the past have told me, you need to do pretty shit. Yeah. Excuse the pun. Yeah. Um, I wasn't staying true to my passion or my purpose, and it came back, and and due to losing a friend and thinking, I just want to see the compelling reality of what depression is. Like we've seen campaigns all the time. Yeah. Like at the moment, um, and it's not mocking anything, but there's literally an old lady with some flowers. Like it's going to cater to a small demographic. Yeah. Whereas this. I was speaking to a clinical psychologist the other day and he said, what you've stamped yourself upon is that you're reaching out to the millennials. Yeah. There's a stigma towards mental health, we all know. It's already ingrained into the older generation. We're trying to break that stigma, but it is already ingrained into that, that kind of the older generation, as I say. Yeah. Whereas using celebrities, mm -hmm. using a visual medium, mm -hmm. using music, and reaching out to the millennials, we've got time to actually ingrain something new into their head to go, hold on a minute, 
we don't have to carry on what has been taught in the past. Mm-hmm. We can move to the future and we can learn our kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I want to learn ultimately to my kids that they dare come to me if they've got an issue. Um, and I mean, you, a lot of people don't know you do a lot of charity work outside of this and you work with kids. Yeah. Um, and I mean, how rewarding is that when you can teach things like this? Oh, you're talking about a sense itself. Yeah. You know, imagine when, you know, you kind of have this sense of gratitude when you're working with people who have quite a lot of struggles. Yeah. Um, and you start to pin your sense of self to things that are, uh, you know, of the genuine kind, yeah. uh, rather than, you know, the big lights and, and the material, the material, you know, things. But actually, something that you said, um, you're right, it is quite palatable. Yeah. The way that you're presenting it, and I speak as someone born in the mid-90s. Yeah. It is, it's quite palatable and, and, and powerful um, the way that it's being you know, shared and transferred through the lens of, of Instagram. Yep. You really are talking straight to, you know, to the younger generation that's now coming through. Yep. And it's what they say, you know, prevention is better than cure. Yep. So if we can get in there, and, and this isn't necessarily even just targeted to people, you know, not to speak on your behalf, but yep. people who are already you know, struggling with things, but it's, yep. it's to say, hey, look, you might not have gone through this yet. Yeah. But this is something that someone around you might be going through or that you might, you know, go through in, in the future. But if you can raise awareness about it, you know, all of a sudden the, the judgment goes away. It does. And it I does. think that's why your campaign is great because you're focusing on removing the stigma, yeah. removing the taboo yeah. and creating, you know, a, a place where the people that we see who are quite often depicted in such a perfect way yeah you know we're seeing their their imperfect side yeah and look for me personally i think that gives us um a deeper insight to these people and it makes me like them more yeah exactly <laughs> exactly and i mean there's still that stigma um and i'll go back to somebody who was about to come on the campaign um from the start and then got a new job yeah and asked me to remove their pictures now, I fully understood the concept. Mm-hmm. Um, they just didn't want anything attached to their name that their employer may possibly think that they've got issues. Right. They hadn't, and in respect of the person, I would never mention a name, but yeah. they literally reached out to me and said, can you just remove my images just so this doesn't affect anything in, in the future? Um, and by all means, I was. I understood. I asked them why. Um, but then I just turned around because this person was a friend of mine as well, and I said, but that right there is the problem. Yeah. In itself, you're worried about what somebody's perceived thoughts are of you are going to be mm-hmm. prior to a job. Now, that's where we need to stop, guys. I think it's getting ridiculous. Like the government themselves are trying to do more mental health days. Companies, corporations are trying to bring it in. Yeah. So why do we still feel it necessary to hide if we're going through issues? Well, that's a natural segue into the thing that I'm about to talk about, yeah. that, the aims yeah. of, of the campaign. Yeah. I mean, it's clear one thing that you're aiming to, to chip away at yeah. is the systematic, you know, the infrastructural, the, the systematic taboo, you yeah. know, the fact that people feel professionally, I can't say anything. Yeah. The fact that people feel within the family, I can't say anything, yeah. you know, or within the education system or the school that they're at, I yeah. can't talk about this, you know, that... that that systematic um, uh, taboo yeah. that has been in place for quite a long time. I think, you know, not to speak on your behalf again, but I think that's one of the things that you're aiming at now yeah. is, is let's get this out there 
you know, let's let's find a way to have, you know, young children talking about this stuff. Yeah. You know, and, and, and just the people that they look up to, those that they would consider heroes, yeah. for lack of a better term. You know, let's let's get them talking about that, seeing that it's not always black and white, you know. And it's not. And I think I think these days the the funding there's certain ways that the government obviously they've got budgets, they need to fit funding in. Um, maybe Look at bringing some of these celebrities that all these kids look up to into schools. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Just like yeah, yeah, a yeah. totally new concept. And it's, you'd think it'd be common sense. Mm. Like these days, you want to get into the mind of millennials. What do they do? They sit on Instagram. Like yeah. my child is five years old. He knows how to use an iPad. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. And we hardly let him touch it, but he knows straight away. They're getting smarter a lot. Eh? Yeah. Like this year is changing, guys. We all know. I mean, me and Julian, we're doing a podcast, we're doing filming, we're doing this, we're totally new to all this. Well, in terms of visual, yeah, 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 completely, totally, totally new. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah um, it's going to be raw, it's going to be live, I'm not going to edit anything, guys, so there's not, again, pretty shit, we don't want to hide anything. That's that's the thing that people do, they filter their lives all the time to see the, the perceived things that are going to be better. Um, yeah. I'll bring you back to the friend that I heard about. Um, and again, because it's a sensitive subject, I've never mentioned his name for family reasons. Yes. But his social media, many people never knew guys because he was portraying he had the ultimate life. Mm-hmm. He was putting pictures up on his Insta story of his car going out on a Friday and Saturday, living the life. Which it's normal it, to do. Which is normal. Yeah. Um, going on holidays. So everyone thought he was living a great life. Mm-hmm. Now, when he passed away, I found out through social media, again, through social media, it's just connecting everyone. On one hand, it's an incredible platform, guys, we know, but on the other, it's deteriorating society. It it really is. I I personally think that. Um, There's good means for it, but yeah, when his wife posted a video, which really struck me, it was when it, it was kind of just seeing him, it was a montage of him and her, their life together, and then interlude interruption of him and his little boy, his little boy being about three or four, and laughing and giggling. And to know that he must have been in such a dark place that he thought the only way out, better than seeing his little boy grow up, would be to sadly take his life. And that that really, oh God, even talking about it, it's just, it's hard. It's not that fathomable that you can think that somebody yeah. is struggling that much. And again, portraying on one hand on social media, hey, I've got everything. On the other hand, yeah. I've got nothing. Or yeah. I feel I've got nothing. Like, maybe his career, because I've not lived in England for 12 years, maybe his career led him to, I've got to be the man. I know, being from Yorkshire myself, it's all about, same as Aussies, yeah. the red-blooded male. Like, it's, you'll be fine, you'll be right. Yeah, run it off, walk it off. Yeah, yeah like, like you're a guy. And I mean, this there's been misconceptions sometimes on this campaign that it's mainly directed at guys. It's not guys. It's it's everyone. Yeah, you've got like, a lot. We try to break the stigma towards everyone, but I know there's a lot of guys that have jumped on board, which is the the beneficial of this campaign, guys. It's really impressed me that so many guys before the women jumped on and was like, "I want to break this stigma because I've gone through stuff, and if we can do that." Um, then yeah because men shouldn't feel that they can't talk about their feelings of course I, I, I don't think I, it's just I don't know it, it needs to change guys and it's coming from a place of compassion for people And well that that like, leads me to the last thing I mean let's yeah. finish it off on a positive yeah. note 
What can we expect now? What's coming next? Guys, to be honest with you, um, this is only the start. I mean, four weeks. Like, who knew something would go this fast? Like, oh. And I'm truly grateful for this pop. We're, we're, we're getting the, the notification. Yeah, it's running out. Um, yeah, it, it's going everywhere, guys. I mean, international support. So we are trying to fund it to get to America. I mean, I've been solely funding it myself with human connection with these guys coming on. But there aren't the funds there to obviously just fly to America and shoot these celebrities. So there is a GoFundMe page or if you head to imperfectlyperfectcampaign.org. Um, any support just by sharing the message, guys. Um, there's some special things that obviously me and the celebrities on board are working on. Um, but yeah, feel free to reach out to direct message. Hopefully we can get through to everybody with these supportive messages and thank you. But um, yeah. Well, that's a nice way to wrap it up. Thank you, Glenn, for speaking about it. My name is Julian Maroon. It's been great talking to you guys about this. And um, I guess we'll be catching you down the road. Yep. See you Thank later. you.